0: Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today, we are continuing our powerful series on the armor of God. And we're discussing each different piece that we need as we go into spiritual battle. And tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this, we are discussing the shield of faith. I will start us off with prayer, Dad, and then we'll launch into it. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you now. And whatever's going on today um, with our listeners, with us, we pray that we just put that aside and focus on you, focus on the message, focus on what you want us to hear, what you want us to say, as we talk about this very a serious and powerful subject of the armor of God, these tools that you've given us as your children to combat the darkness and the evil that is everywhere. It's present everywhere. Every time we turn on the news, the radio, it's, it's overwhelming, God it's discouraging. And we just pray that you would use us tonight through this broadcast to give people encouragement and to help them feel uplifted and empowered that they're not defeated. You've given us everything we need as your children to battle Satan um, when he seeks to come to steal, kill, and destroy. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We just pray that you would give um, me and my dad the words to know what to say, to say exactly what our listeners need to hear. And so we give this broadcast to you, Lord.
1: Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to even share your word with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your word has power. Uh, It has power to not only uh, heal and speak truth, but it has the power to drive out the demonic. It has the power to restore relationships. It has the power to convict. It has the power to reprove and rebuke. Mm -hmm. It is uh, all powerful and Uh, The word of God is truth. And so we speak truth tonight, Laura and I. Mm -hmm. And I would pray that you'd shut our mouths if we speak anything that is not truth. Mm -hmm. And that, Father, we would speak uh, of the armor of God uh, for every Christian because every Christian needs it. Every Christian needs to put on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. James 4, 7 says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a promise. We have to, to, to resist him to get him to flee. And how will we resist him? We will put on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't put on the armor of God, we are no match for him in the spiritual warfare that is going on around us all the time. Mm -hmm. So use this broadcast for your glory and for your greatness. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: Mm -hmm. As you were praying, I was thinking of that saying, bringing a knife to a gunfight. That's what you're doing if you're trying to tackle Satan without your spiritual armor.
1: You're taking a nice a gunfight, huh?
0: That's right. He's you've got your little Swiss Army knife, and he's got his bazooka. So you know, I mean, if you want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to fight Satan on his level, you've got to put on your armor, and you're yep. guaranteed to um, be able to stand withstand his attacks because that's what the Bible tells us. And tonight we're going to talk about yes. the shield of faith, which is a big piece in the armor of God.
1: It is, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is the key component to becoming a Christian, and Mm -hmm. you can't become a Christian by your good deeds, impressive as those deeds may be. You can't become a Christian by pious religious rituals or acts, important as religion is. Mm -hmm. You can't become a Christian by who you're related to, Uh, whether you're related to a Christian father, a Christian mother, Christian pastor. uh, You must receive Christ all on your own, uh, have your own faith in him Mm -hmm. uh, to become a Christian. So faith is essential to becoming a Christian, but that's not all. Faith is essential for living the Christian life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't live a victorious Christian life without faith. Uh, You can try and live the Christian life in the power of the flesh, or you can try and live it in the power of God. Uh, Since God only honors faith, The Christian life is impossible to live without it. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You cannot live the Christian life without faith. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. You can be a Christian, Mm -hmm. but you'll be living a carnal life. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think a lot of the church is. I think a lot of the church is is that they are Christians, but they are not living by faith. They're not living in the power of the Holy Spirit and they're living a carnal christian life. So, I see a
0: lot of christians living defeated lives. Yeah. Like yeah. let's just throw in the towel. It's so evil. Satan's already won. Let's just go home and, you know, pray for the rapture. Okay, yeah, pray for the rapture, but in the meantime, get busy. Put on your armor and let's go to battle. We're the yeah. only thing standing between the unsaved world and hell. Yeah.
1: Literally. Boy, that's true. That's, that's it. True. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit like trying to live life without a heart. Yeah. And faith is essential to the Christian life, just like a heart is essential to a human body. Right. Your heart is just that essential. You can't live without it. Neither can you live the Christian life without faith. It's impossible. Well, how is a Roman soldier's shield a picture of faith? Let's take a look at it Okay. and uh, just analyze it a little bit. Mm-hmm. First of all, the shield of faith. It Notice first of all, the purpose of the shield. It says, take up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. That's mm-hmm. Ephesians 6.16. The shield was not only used in a phalanx maneuver, we talked about that last week where all the soldiers line up in a line. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're like a straight line and they lock their shields together. Okay. And so they're moving forward as one unit.
0: And they become impenetrable.
1: They're impenetrable. They're, that's called a phalanx. Mm-hmm. And that kind of maneuver is described uh, when we were talking about the shoes of peace. But the shield was protection for a soldier against flaming arrows of the enemy, which rained down during battle. Right. what did they do? Well, they would take their arrows, they would dip them in tar, light them on fire, and fire them at Ooh. the opposing enemies. So you've got these flaming arrows that are coming down, and they're, they're dipped in tar and set on fire. Wow. And so they're coming down, raining down on you, not just by a, a few dozen, but by the hundreds, wow. they're coming down at the opposing army. That's one of the keys to winning a battle Hmm. is the archers. Uh, The archers are what ultimately shot uh, King Saul and what ultimately caused his death. He was hit by the archers. This is a whole army uh, with hundreds of archers Hmm. that are all shooting arrows and not just one arrow per archer. He's got a whole quiver full and he's dipping them in tar and setting them on fire and shooting them at the opposing forces. The goal here is to set on fire everything wood and to penetrate uh, whatever armor they've got Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, heavy uh, iron, uh, iron, uh, not shafts, but uh, iron arrowheads. So- So
0: How did their shields hold up against the firing?
1: Well, what they would do- typically uh, they would use these shields we'll talk about that but they would dip them in water and they would soak them so that when the arrows came they were hitting wet wood and so therefore they would be extinguished yeah Mm -hmm. well for for roman soldiers there's two kinds of shields one kind of shield is a little small hand shield that you would use uh, when you're doing close-in fighting. Mm-hmm. But another one is the main oblong-shaped body shield. Right, right? And that's what this verse is talking about in Ephesians 6.16. It's talking about this body shield measures about two feet wide and about four feet high. So it's pretty big. It's called a scutum. scutum. And a scutum is that kind of a shield that shields the entire body of a soldier and made of a combination of wood, leather, and metal, usually iron. Wow. Uh, Iron crisscrossed it Mm -hmm. to hold everything in place. What is faith, and how is it a shield? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, how
0: can we use that as our defense? Well,
1: Hebrews 11.1, I think, gives the best definition of faith in the Bible. It says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Mm -hmm. It says of Abraham that he was fully assured that what he meaning god had promised god was able also to perform well that's a key that's a key idea of what faith is it's full assurance that what god has said mm-hmm. god will do mm-hmm. so faith is believing god even when we can't see the end it's yeah. having absolute confidence yep. that what god has promised he's going to fulfill if you can see it, it isn't faith. Mm -hmm. Faith operates in the realm of the unseen. Mm -hmm. It -hmm. involves trust. It involves confidence in God, not in self or not in other people. Mm -hmm. It's always unseen. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther, uh, who launched the Protestant Reformation, he launched it based on Romans 117. And Romans 117 says, For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous or the just shall live by faith. And the King James says that, the just shall live by faith. Luther understood that Christians are justified before a righteous, holy God by faith, not by human works. And that's what the Roman Catholic Church is totally built around. I was
0: going to say, that's why they hated him so
1: much. They, They wanted to kill him. He was condemning them because he was speaking against their system of works because he was telling them you have to live by faith. Right. That's how you get justified before God, not by what you do, but by your faith in God.
0: Wow. Interesting. So he opposed the narrative of the day. And so because of that, they wanted to censor him and eventually they killed him. Wow. How is that so different than what we're seeing today?
1: Yep. With yep. people
0: speaking out against the different topics of the day right now, masks and vaccines and lockdowns, you see the exact same thing yep. happening. They take you off
1: social media. Yep. They try to cancel you. Yep. They do all they can to inhibit that message from going out.
0: Right. So it's the same sort of uh, dynamics.
1: Well, faith is our shield of protection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When the devil shoots fiery arrows of accusation at us, we stand firm in our faith knowing That they are lies and we trust God to vindicate us because God is our source, our refuge, our stronghold, our mighty fortress. Mm -hmm. When the devil shoots fiery arrows of temptation at us, we stand firm. We cry out in faith to God for his help Mm -hmm. and for his deliverance. And when the devil shoots fiery arrows of fear at us, we stand firm in our faith, choose to trust God rather than panic. So we stand In our faith.
0: Yep. And what I learned recently, and I've I've shared this story before, but uh, back in January, February, I mean, I feel like it was a demonic attack. I was just shackled with fear to the point where I was almost paralyzed and crying. And when I got a hold of myself and realized this is not God, This this is demonic. And then when I called it out and I cried out to him and asked him to just fill me with peace and with his faith. Fear fear subsides, fear dissipates. It can't you can't have both. You can't be fearful and have faith at the same time. It's yep. one or the other. And it's a yep. choice. Yep. And if you don't choose faith, you will be gripped with fear. Yeah. You Boy, have to true. purposefully deliberately make that decision.
1: Yeah, that's really true. Well, faith extinguishes those fiery arrows. Roman soldiers, as I mentioned, would soak their shields in water and then join together in that turtle formation the phalanx, with their shields overhead and in front of them. Mm -hmm. the Wet shields extinguish the flaming arrows. They never reach the soldiers. In the same way, we extinguish the fiery darts of the devil by faith. We soak ourselves in the word of God. Mm -hmm. And just like Jesus, when he encountered the devil in Matthew chapter four and the devil's fiery temptations, how did Jesus handle them? He quoted scripture. Right. And so we speak scripture out loud. We quote scripture out loud by faith when we are tempted. They must be spoken or shouted even out loud because the devil can't read our thoughts, mm-hmm. but he can hear our words. Yep. And James 4 7 says, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So mm-hmm. resist him, Christian.
0: Absolutely. And how
1: do you do that? You use the word of God.
0: Yep. Yep. And I've been more deliberate since we started doing this study on the armor of God. I've been more deliberate about my word choices because words are powerful. Words can speak truth and life and encouragement, or they can speak depression and anxiety and speak to the darkness and give Satan a foothold in your life. Even just um, yesterday, Micah, my youngest son and I were driving in the car and he said something about something being cursed. And I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That, that word has no place in this car, in this house. Well, that's not a word because that's just giving Satan a platform. You sure. just use the word curse and he sure. said, come on in. I said, nope, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus and we are blessed. We are not cursed. We are blessed yeah. because of what Jesus did on the cross. I think we need to be more intentional about taking control of our words and the words that are spoken around us. Obviously, you can't control what other people say, but in my son's, and he didn't know, he's just talking what he hears, but I told him why we're not going to say that, because that gives Satan authority, and we don't want to give Satan any authority in our life. We want to give Jesus all the authority.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's talk about faith applied to real life, and this is where we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. Do you really trust God? I mean, do you really trust Mm -hmm. him, or do you rely more on yourself or on others to meet your needs, solve your problems? lead your life. Too many Christians contend they live by faith, but the truth is they live by their own wits, Mm -hmm. trusting themselves more than trusting God. They hold to the old lie. God helps those who help themselves. Really? Mm -hmm. The Bible declares God helps those who call upon him in faith. Mm -hmm. So what does faith look like? Well, consider Abraham, who left home, culture, friends, job, family, everything, because he believed that God was calling him to the promised land of Israel. Consider Moses, who by faith believed God would part the Red Sea, give his people a way of escape. Consider Daniel, who trusted God to shut the mouths of hungry lions. Mm -hmm. Finally, consider Jesus, who trusted God on the cross, believing that God would resurrect him. Mm -hmm. What are the risks of faith? Faith takes calculated, God-directed risks. Mm -hmm. It's not foolhardy. It's not impulsive. Faith steps out to take a risk when Jesus calls. Peter certainly did. He risked getting out of the boat while all the other disciples stayed safe in the boat. Jesus called Peter. He got out of the boat. He walked on the water. Until he took his eyes off Jesus. (laughs) Once he took his eyes off Jesus, he started to sink and Jesus had to rescue him.
0: That's a a good visual reminder. Because that's what happens to all of us when we take our eyes on Jesus. We start to sink and become overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, and and that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things a lot of people miss is that after Jesus rescued him, he walked with Jesus on the water all the way back to the boat. So he got to walk on the water twice, once walking out to Jesus, and then another time walking back to the boat with Jesus. Right.
0: And the thing is, whether we can see it, Peter had the advantage of seeing Jesus and walking side by side with Jesus, but we have that same relationship. We have that same connection. Jesus is right by our side. We can't see him like Peter did, but he's right there.
1: Yeah, he is. Well... Faith takes risks when it's prompted by the Holy Spirit to act. Faith is not passive. It is active. It is Mm -hmm. dynamic. Well, here's some faith tests. How do you know if God is calling you to do something risky, such as sell your house, Mm -hmm. quit your job, break off a relationship, have a child, get married, go to school, become a missionary? Yep, yep. How do you know God is calling you to do it? Yeah, Here's those... three tests okay. that I've used over the years as a pastor. And here they are, the internal test. Do I have inner peace about doing this? Mm-hmm. If I'm still in turmoil over it, my stomach is doing flip-flops. It's not of God. Right. Then there's the external test. By the way, that goes back to Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which is the peace that passes understanding, will guard your heart. And your mind yep. in Christ Jesus. Yep. So if your mind is still whirling about stuff and not at peace, mm-hmm. it is not of God. So here's here's the, that's the internal test. Here's the external. Are there two or three others or two or three confirming witnesses mm-hmm. that agree I should or I shouldn't do this?
0: Okay, yeah, that's
1: Second good. Corinthians 13, 1, the Apostle Paul talks about that that you need two or three witnesses Mm -hmm. to confirm what you wanna do. If it's just me, I need to learn to wait on the Lord until he confirms it by bringing two or three others uh, to confirm it to me. Mm -hmm. And then the third and final one is the Bible test. Does the Bible give a command or a principle regarding what I wanna do? The Bible is the ultimate test. If I wanna be a gun runner for the mafia, uh, that's probably not going to be God's plan for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if, if I want to go to a specific country, say, I want to go to Uganda to be a missionary mm-hmm. and bring the gospel to people in Uganda, and if that's the country that God has laid on my heart, And that he's given me an inner peace about it. And he's brought two or three others who say, you know, you'd be a terrific missionary. Mm -hmm. You ought to consider going Mm -hmm. to Uganda. Mm -hmm. They need people over there like you. Yeah. At that point, I would say, okay, I should seriously consider it.
0: Right. And along with that, um, two or three witnesses or two or three people that confirm whether you should or shouldn't do something, I would say two or three people that don't even know each other. Yeah. Because if it's like, say, say you're gonna move and your family doesn't want you to move, well, you can get easily get two or three people in your family telling you, no, I don't think God's telling you that at all. <laughs> so not necessarily, you know, people that would have a vested interest in whether you do or don't do something. Sure,
1: sure. Well, let me just wrap it up by saying, faith is our shield of protection. It protects us from fiery darts of temptation, accusation, and fear. Faith alone births us into the Christian life. And faith alone directs us every step of the Christian life. It is really the power of the Christian life is living by faith.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to be a superhero when it comes to faith. It's baby steps. Trust God in the little things and he will build upon that. And the more you trust him, and the more that you see that he's faithful, the more you're going to trust him with the bigger things. So just trust him with something small and watch how he works. Watch how he takes that little bit of faith and builds it and makes it bigger and bigger. I'll give you a small example. Um, This podcast so I had kind of a nagging thought that I should start a podcast and I want and I wanted to run it past you if that was something that you would consider doing with me. And I was kind of wrestling with it. Yeah, but it, you know, it's time consuming and we got to prepare for it and then we got to record it and then we gotta put it out there. And what if people don't like us and you know, all the other things you wrestle with when you're getting ready to do something. <laughs> and I had three different people, three different occasions they don't even know each other, say, you know what? I think you'd be really good at a podcast. I think you do great with that, you know, with your background. And I was like, okay, all right. I hear you, God. So then I ran it past you and you said, yes, let's run with it. Let's give it a chance. When God puts something on your mind to do and then somebody confirms it or you get two or three people to confirm it, you got to run with it and just let him leave the results up to him. That's a great
1: admonition. Yeah. Yeah. We step out in faith and we leave the results to God. I don't have to be accountable for all the results uh, of what God chooses to do with this podcast Absolutely. or with my or with my witnessing to people. Yep. It's not up to me to save anybody. Nope. God does the saving. So I'm just to be a witness and I need to be faithful in that. And that's what we're doing.
0: Right. And before you can have faith or pick up the shield of faith, you need to take that initial step to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And you can do that through what we call the ABCs of salvation. And A stands for admit you're a sinner. And then you have to believe that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross for your sins, and that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to get into heaven. And then see, is call upon his name. When you call upon his name, he promises that he will come into your heart and be your savior. And so, Dad, will you walk us through that prayer of salvation?
1: Yeah, I'd be glad to. Heavenly Father, you know that uh, we are sinners. I'm a sinner. Uh, I, I am a great sinner, but I've got a greater Savior, Jesus Christ. And I, uh, I uh, acknowledge not only am I a sinner, but I deserve hell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve to be in your presence. Uh, I should, should suffer the fate of so many mm-hmm. that have gone down the broad road through the wide gate. Uh, but, Lord, you've made a way for me. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he came, that he was born of a virgin, Mm -hmm. that he grew and that he died on the cross and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day and he ascends into heaven and he sits at the right hand of God, the father in heaven, pleading, pleading for me, Mm -hmm. pleading for, for all of us. And, And I believe that. And now I call upon him. I call him to make me born again. I call upon him to save my soul so that I can be with him forever. And I pray that in his name. Amen.
0: Amen. And as we watch what's happening in the world around us and just the level of evil, we know Jesus is coming back any day. He really is. So don't put this off. Don't put this decision off. We pray that you um, prayed that prayer along with Dr. Irv. And if you did, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And if you email us, we'll send you some materials to encourage you and help you grow in your faith. And we're just so thankful for your time today as you tuned into Hope for the Hurting. You can find all the episodes we've done thus far on the Armor of God series at anchor.fm. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. And you can find all current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. And again, the name of our podcast is Hope for the Hurting. We will finish our series on the armor of gods in just a couple of weeks. But next week, we're talking about the helmet of salvation what that means how to put it on what it protects you against so don't miss that episode next week and if you have any questions along the way as we do this series on the armor of god you can send an email again to hopewellcounsel at gmail.com and we will address that in our podcast i will close with psalm 28 6 through 9 praise be to the lord for he has heard my cry for mercy the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and he helps me My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever.